favorite sunflower seeds. I already know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say. This is a don't knock it till you try it. I know exactly what you're going to say. Very much. Very much don't knock it till you, you try it. You animal. You animal. How dare okay. you. This is about to be the it worst is. take of all time. What Swear did you just life. say? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 30, 3 episode 3 of the 3 Take. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, Nathaniel. Ooh, do you even remember my middle name? Ooh. I don't know if that's, that's public information. I don't know if it should be. Was it your dad's name? No. No. Well, it's his middle name. I can't even think of it. Tricky. I should know yeah. this. I can Starts hear... with a D. I just can't think of what it is. Oof, man. Nathaniel D. Reyes, say hello to the people. <laughs> what up, people? Yeah, it's wild. I can't. I got nothing for you. But, uh, Nate, there's been a lot a lot going on, man. A lot of nothing going on. Well, I, I respectfully disagree. We got hammered with about 8 to 10 inches of snow today. Didn't didn't Ooh. didn't mention that to you off air. Yeah. Yep. Eight to ten inches, give or take. Work's canceled for tomorrow. Well, Monday nice. today, I guess. If people are hearing this Monday, so I'm gonna be doing a whole lot of nothing. Really, I'm jealous, but not that jealous because I'm thinking about golfing tomorrow morning. So those are two opposite ends of the spectrum, my friend. <laughs> it's um, but yes, in terms of baseball. Not a lot, not a whole lot going on. No, a lot of just speculating, speculation season. We might as well just put it out there into the atmosphere, let the people know. We spent about an hour, what was it, an hour and a half? Yeah, an hour and 20 Trying to figure out exactly. what we were going to cover on this, but we made it work. It's going to be a good show. We got a good show in store. It's going to be fun. Yeah, so I, I put out a word on Twitter, uh, basically promoting this specific episode as kind of the, I don't know, what you, what do you want to call it, the commemorative episode of dirt diamonds baseball since it's you know the 3-0 take episode 30 you get it uh but like nate like i was telling you it just worked out perfectly that it fell on this particular episode because as we just addressed there's literally nothing going on in baseball right now yeah so i figured i'd uh with this being episode 30 it kind of give a look back uh as to how Dirt to Diamonds baseball got here, got to where it is. And Nate, I know you've, uh, we might have alluded to it once or twice on, on the show before, but you're, uh, you're relatively new to the brand in terms of participation. Your, yeah. your involvement started with the podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to let everybody know that I like, I'm, I'm just riding your coattails into the sunset. <laughs> Once once this thing gets big, I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I joined in after go. all the hard work you did. <laughs> well, uh, we're coming up on this will be once this year wraps up, it will be three years in the books. Um, but starting at the very beginning, 
I'll just run I'll just run through the history here. Let everybody know kind of how we got here. Uh kind of the the choices I had to make to get it to where it is today and you'll you'll encounter some uh, interesting stories along the way. So getting started back in the day, I was a geez, I was a junior or senior in high school and one of my close friends at the time, which is now my girlfriend, uh, had made me kind of like a baseball stitch bracelet. Wait a uh, second. You're like the real Jim Halpert? Exactly. I <laughs> am the real Jim Halpert. Um, but yeah, had made me uh, a little like a baseball seam bracelet. They're like really popular now. And I'm sure you know which ones I'm talking about. It's like literally yep. made out of the stitch um, or the stitches rather. Uh, yeah. but yeah, like at the time, this was like 2011, 2012, they weren't like terribly popular the way they are now. So I was like, man, like she made me this and like, she made it pretty easily. And I was like, I know that I can duplicate these and sell these, which turns out years later, I found out she was not a fan of, she was very offended that I had turned this gift into a potential <laughs> business idea, which I understand, but I, I make it a point. I tell her every time we, the, this gets brought up, I give her credit every single time. She was basically the the fuel to the fire that is uh, Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. She got this whole thing started with her bracelet for me. But then from there, I was like, you know what? Like I said, I can make these, uh, but I needed a way to sell them. And so, you know, most people would think like, oh, let me let me go through like the the proper way of setting up like a little like a e-commerce shop or, or something along the lines. But at the time, like, I'm an I, like I said, yeah, I was a senior in high school. I didn't know the first thing about like an e-commerce store. I was, I was literally what, like 18 and I was just not into that. So I was like, you know what, let me take to Twitter because I have a little bit of uh, experience with Twitter. I'm pretty, uh, I'm somewhat savvy with social media uh, so let me see what I can do on there. So I would, I started a page for it and I believe it was called, uh, initially it was called Kiko bands and more because my nickname in high school was Kiko, which tangent, uh, my infield coach back in high school called me Kiko because he thinks that if you take the CY from Kyle and the CO or no, I'm sorry, the, the KY from Kyle, <laughs> you forget how to spell your name for I can't, a I can't spell it. I was getting ahead of myself. If you take the KY from Kyle, the CO from Corwin, you get Kiko, but I didn't like the way that that was spelled, so I changed it to K-I-K-O. So, like I said, Kiko bands wow. and more, uh, and I called it K-Bam for short. I was just a real innovative little youngster, and then decided, nope, I'm going to scratch that. I'm going to come up with something more official sounding. So I came up with uh, Saving Stitches, which I thought was a little more creative, Um and yep. people ask me, like, why are you calling it that? Well, you're essentially saving the stitches from baseballs that are either too old or they're waterlogged, it can't be used anymore, so on and so forth. I, I felt like it had a, a decent enough, uh, I don't want to say mission statement, but kind of background story, if you will. So then, like I said, took to Twitter, uh, started building up a following, and honestly, just got to the point where I just started spamming people. Because at the time, it was like still acceptable because there were still a lot of people that were like new to Twitter. So yeah, I would just reach out to anybody baseball related um, and literally I would just be like, hey, can you just retweet this picture of these bracelets and just hope <laughs> that people would see them because they had like hundreds of thousands of followers. 
And so honestly, after doing that enough, it got to the point where I built up like a decent following that people started actually wanting to buy these. And so this is probably where you think, okay, this is where now he's, he, he's, he's garnering up a, a following. Now he's going to get into the e-commerce. He's going to actually put in the time to figure out how to do it. Nope. Nope. I said, you know what? I don't know how to do any of that. So let me just sell them on Twitter. So oh. I took two sketchy Twitter transactions <laughs> to get the job done. And so I would literally reach out to people and I'd be like, Hey, you want to buy a bracelet? And they'd be like, sure. And I'd be like, all right, send me your bra- or send me your wrist size. So they would literally measure their wrist in inches and then they'd report <laughs> back to me. And then I'd be like, all right, cool. I got this. So I'd, I'd make them a bracelet and then I'd say, all right, send, exactly. I said, send me the money. And then when I get the money, I'll mail you the bracelet. <laughs> to this day, to this day, I literally have no idea why or how people sent me money for these bracelets. Like I would never in a million years send somebody $15 cash or $10 <laughs> cash, whatever it was to, to for one of these bracelets. But people did it. Props to them, man, because they're, they're the true legends in this in this whole deal. Uh, but anyway, they finally started doing that, started making up a little bit of money, but then decided, you know what, like, this is getting to be too much. I'm just getting tired of making these bracelets all the time. And I was making, I was making decent money. Um, but then I, uh, obviously nothing to live off of for sure. I'm not making livable wages off of baseball bracelets. Uh, but it was enough to put gas in the tank week to week being a high school slash college guy. Um, so friend, so then from there I was like, all right. I need to need to make this a little more official. Um, so then, a couple years later, 2016, um, I was still able to use the following that I built up on social, like Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Um, so then I I started Dirt to Diamonds Baseball, as it is now known. It started out like blogs, right? Yeah. So it started off as blogs, and I started it. January 1st, 2016, and I actually published the website, cool little tidbit about the brand, published the website as the ball dropped. Was this like a like a New Year's resolution kind of thing? It was. It was a thing where it was like back in September, October. I was like, all right, I really need to get on this. And so for the few months leading up to New Year's, I was like building the, building the website, um, getting social set up, and I had it, I somehow I got it done in time for new year's and then like i said dropped it on january 1st 2016 uh, as the ball dropped Um, and then the rest was history and i owe a lot to my teammates in college because like i said 2016 is when i published it kind of went live with all this at the time i was a senior in college and so i spent a lot of uh batting practice days shagging fly balls in the outfield just tossing around ideas with my teammates and they they gave me a lot of content ideas right out of the gate that I could that I I did use yeah. um help it get off the ground a little bit. So I owe a lot to them, owe a lot to friends and family who kind of also provided content ideas. But yeah, I mean there's there's more to it um but that's kind of like the gist of the the history and well, I'm, you so like I remember when I don't remember how long ago it feels like a long time ago, but I honestly I, I feel like it's been longer than three years. But I remember when when stuff blew up when you shared that one video on Facebook. 
Right. That it yeah. was like the the whole scientific thing behind hitting a fastball and like yeah, how basically how, hitting how the, the baseball is like impossible. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so that was exactly. that was one of my first videos that really blew up. Um, it's not, I don't think it's the biggest one that's blown up. It's actually funny. Uh, not a lot of people know this. The two most viral videos that I've I've ever posted on any of my social media accounts, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, have both been basketball videos. Um, <laughs> the biggest the biggest video on Facebook, and this is essentially what launched me on Facebook. It was that video of the Louisville women's basketball coach talking about participation yeah. trophies. Yeah, that's and right. I feel very strongly about participation trophies, so I made sure to post that. So I got that up on the on the Facebook and literally just took off. And I think last I checked, it was at like 27 million views or something. And <laughs> it literally, I'm, I'm not even kidding, it catapulted my Facebook following from like basically probably 10,000 followers to almost i would almost argue like where it is now and it's a it's a, like 107 108,000 cuz yeah. i just i just kept seeing the trickle effect where i kept seeing engagement from the video like weeks and months after the fact um and then the other basketball video was uh Joel Berry from UNC he played basketball for them a year or two back um and it was like his his senior speech that he gave uh, after his last home game at UNC um, and it was kind of just talking about like accountability with yourself yeah. and with coaches and stuff. But anyway, that's just a tangent. Uh, but yeah, I've definitely had a few pieces of content that have blown up over the, over the past couple years that have really catapulted me into a good spot in kind of the baseball social media world. Uh, but then, like I said, started in 2016 with this particular brand, not to mention that like we, I know I only mentioned like saving stitches, but there was so many rebrands. Like I was, I was just coming up with so many brand name ideas. Like there was one where I kind of came up with this, this cool looking logo where it involved like three T's. I don't know why I'm so infatuated with like incorporating letters into my logos, which <laughs> by the way, if you haven't noticed DTD logo is a D and a T and a D. I don't know if a lot of people recognize that they might just see it as a baseball plate and nothing more, but there was one, there was one, logo that i liked it had three t's so i called it like i think it was like to the top baseball because it had three t's i'm just like what am i doing like <laughs> let's, let's figure this out um but anyway yeah like i said 2016 got it rolling uh, and this is this is finally the brand i'm sticking with i'm not not changing anymore i'm in way too deep with this um but yeah started up the podcast in like july i think i'd have to go back and check uh was planning on just riding solo the whole time. So I got the first episode up. I was ready to roll. And then, of course, like a day later, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, sure, I'll, I'll hop on board. Like, I'll, I'll be your co-host. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, that kind of changes everything. I wanted to, well, dele- I I wanted to delete the first episode because I'm like, I don't want to have this on there. But I was like, I can't go back now. No, nah, you can't go back. Well, I remember because, like, for everyone that knows, like, we've known each other forever we were three um and so like i hit you up because me being you know being the gm of my facility like i was looking to bring in some stuff into my pro shop and so i hit you up saying like hey would you be interested in possibly getting like some merchandise in there and then you were like hey yeah i'm thinking about doing this podcast thing and i was like oh that sounds kind of cool wow it made me sound like a jerk like i just disregarded your merch idea it wasn't that it was actually it was a combination of 
Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's feasible. Like I'll look into it, which I did. It just like wasn't feasible, and then it yeah, just it, it turns out that I decided I decided. I mean, which you can see now on the shop. I'm sure people noticed. I, I decided to scrap the merch and just start fresh with podcast stuff and kind of building building from there. As you can tell from this story, I'm big on starting up and scratching stuff. It's kind of a, it's kind of a flaw of mine, uh, but I think with kind of the the growth of the podcast right now, it's good to just. Uh, that's why we're starting, or that's why I'm starting fresh with just podcast merch, and just going from there. But anyway, not to cut you off, just didn't want to sound, no, make it sound I'm, like I was a jerk. No, that's all I'm saying. That's that's what I was going to allude to anyway. But um, yeah, that was just. That was it. It was just like a conversation over over the phone. I was I remember I was sitting in the, in the parking lot of Chipotle because food helps me remember stuff. So that's how I'm hungry and Chipotle, and then and then I thought about that story. Yep. So uh, <laughs> asked, I I'm just sitting here kind of dumbfounded. I feel like Chipotle gets a shout out from you like every episode. <laughs> Whether it's whatever, telling the whatever. whether it's whether it's telling the history of DTD baseball or me asking you for closing thoughts and then you just say I bet our listeners I'm think I'm just the fattest person. I mean I know you and I'm starting to have questions. Like <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I've seen you. You're out there on the West Coast. I don't know I don't know how you're holding up nowadays. Um, promise not I'm not in shape, but I'm not fat. No. I'm not in playing shape. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm, I'm six even... foot one ninety. That's it. It's easy. Six foot one ninety. Your boy is real at, smooth. Your boy is at six foot two oh five. I'm a hefty little fella. That's why I got bumped over to third. I was telling you that today. <laughs> got to be too slow to play short in college. It bumped me over to bumped me over to third. But yeah, well, like I was telling you before we hopped on, since you're kind of new to the whole backstory, um, and you're kind of in the same boat as. I would assume most of the listeners. Um, is there anything that you were kind of curious about uh, with kind of the backstory and how it came to be? As far as backstory goes, we see where, you know, this this obviously Dirt to Diamonds isn't obviously the first baseball brand. Um, there's a lot of other baseball brands. Wh- what I want to know, and I think I've probably asked you this before, but it's good to say it on air. What is the one thing that, that you make sure we do to stay authentic from those other brands? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where and you can go to actually, I'm just going to check it out right now. Just to make sure I don't misquote myself. Um, but you can go to our Twitter. It's probably on all of our social accounts, but my quote unquote, like a mission statement, if you will. Uh, and like I said, it's on Twitter. We're a baseball brand dedicated to preserving the ballplayer's perspective of America's pastime. And that's kind of been what I've built this brand on is yeah. is just kind of keeping it unique to the to like the baseball player's perspective because as you and I talk about a lot and joke about probably too much, these reporters who get on here and just give the most bizarre takes about things and it's like you can tell that they've just never stepped on a baseball field in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just Brian feel, Kenny. yeah. And I just feel like with with social media and digital media in general and how it's growing, uh, you just got these people um, of all of all statuses, whether it's whether they're super well known or just kind of people coming up just because they want to start a blog or something. It's because that that uh, ease of access is there. Um, you've just got people 
just throwing content out there and it's not relatable because people have never like these people have never stepped on a baseball field and yeah it's just something that's always kind of irked me a little bit and so that was one of those things is like whether it's myself or kind of the ideas that my teammates would throw at me when I was in college I just try to keep all of my ideas uh centered around that fact of like okay we need to keep this like specific to the the baseball player's perspective because at the end of the day like those are the people like the people that know the game are the people that have played it and they're the ones that are going to have like a much more truer sense of like what they're talking yeah. about like what's going on in the game and kind of where it's headed so that's kind of the the gist of how I feel about that yeah i think cuz obviously there's no goal in excluding people that didn't play or, oh yeah, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Um, but I just think because it because we're the ones providing the content, I think it's helpful yeah, to yeah. be on that side of of the diamond, if you will. Yeah, and I think I think it is. I think it's healthy. It's a healthy balance because um because we can provide the the different type of stuff. You know what I mean? That uh, you can you can pick a lot of average fans that are watch a game and be like, well, why would he swing at that? And we as right. a player might, might be able to help out with that answer more so than than someone who couldn't um, or didn't play, I should say. So I think I think I think it's awesome. I think you're doing awesome. I think we're doing awesome, and I'm excited to keep rolling, brother. Yeah, and I'm sure there's probably people sitting there going like, "Oh wow, what an ego this guy has." It's not it at all. Like I'm I, for the longest time, I was waiting for somebody to be able to like hop on board that I could like do this with, and. Yeah like the reason I just gave the background is because like a lot of people have asked kind of like how I got started and like how it's gotten to, to be what it is today. So obviously I have to give an honest answer. I can't just be like, Oh yeah, Nate was here the whole way. Cause <laughs> he wasn't. So yeah, had to, had to give that, that brief background. Um, but yeah, I'm, I think, I think now that you're on board, uh, we can do, double even triple what i've been able to accomplish thus far um and i'm definitely looking forward to that uh but while i'm thinking of it a question a lot of people have had uh actually somebody asked me this just the other day why it's called dirt to diamonds baseball and i don't even know if i've mentioned this to you Um, i actually don't know that answer no yeah to be honest with you it's, it's not like super deep but there is there is a reason it's not just like a random thing um but when i was Coming up with an idea, I I believe um, I came up with the name and the logo on the same day, just because it kind of it just clicked. Um, yeah. And I was like, all right, I want to use the home plate as the logo, uh, and I want to incorporate letters of whatever the phrase or name of the brand I end up using into the logo somehow. And I was like, all right, well, kind of limited on what I can do with that. Um, so I started kind of. Uh, thinking about what I could name it. And so I was thinking that obviously I wanted to make it somewhat relatable to, to baseball terminology of some sort. And so I was like, oh, well, d- diamonds, uh, grass, dirt, something along those lines. Uh, and so I'm a big guy, or I'm a big believer in kind of the rags to riches story. Like, I mean, yeah. the first guy that comes to mind is non-baseball related, but like a Conor McGregor who's, like just comes up from nothing and then makes it to the the highest level that you can make it. Uh, and and I'm big into stories like that. And so 
Dirt to Diamonds is essentially my twist on the kind of rags to riches phrase you hear a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and so it's you're obviously going from dirt to diamonds. Um, and like I, like I alluded to, it's it's a play on baseball words. Um, and so once I, once I nailed down the name of the, the brand, I was able to create the, the logo. And it's actually funny. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in my college dorm room. And I had a I had a desk laid out, and I so I was like, all right, I know it's going to be a D, a T, and a D. So I literally cut out an outline of a home plate, and then I cut out a D, a T, and a D, and I literally, literally just started playing with them like it was Legos or something. I was just like <laughs> kind of sliding them all over the table, like inside, outside the home plate. I was like, what can I do with this? And then I they it just clicked, it came together, and I was like, this is it. I'm going to make this. So that's kind of how that how that all came together. And now we're here. And now we're here. Thirty episodes in. Thirty episodes deep into the three O take. Um, so yeah, that's kind of. I could I could talk about it for hours, honestly, but that's kind of the, the gist of the background of the brand, if you will. We're on the come up. We are, and like I said, or I think it was a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the the goals we have for this podcast, maybe recording in Colorado at a Rockies game when I come out to the West coast or something, maybe recording at the college world series one year, which would be sweet. So there's definitely a lot in store. So unless you got any questions for me on behalf of the followers, maybe it's a, maybe we can move on to the DMS unless you got anything else. Well, I got something a little fun. We're going to have our own. We're We're going to have our own little, little three Oh take. On our mini three O take on twelve, I think two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve questions that I've come up with that we we can both answer, um, and it's going to be our own little background, I guess, if you will. Yeah, we literally spent an hour and a half trying to come up with content for this particular episode, and yeah, as you can as you can see, we we got it figured out, but. I do apologize because we spent an hour and a half trying to figure this out, and I just skipped, about skipped right by. <laughs> but anyway, let's uh, let's dive into this mini three O take, shall we? All right, all right. You go first. Ready? This one's easy. Favorite baseball movie? Sandlot. Easy. Easy, right? So I got two. Me as a kid, Sandlot. But me now, um, Moneyball. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, yeah. there's two things. Yeah. No. Oh, no, sir. No, back up. Mm-hmm. There's two things wrong with the answer you just gave. One, you can't have two favorite baseball movies. Yeah, I can. You can't have two favorite anything. That's not how favorites work. Yeah, I can. You can't. Yes, you Everyone can't. heard it. No, you can't. Second of all, yep. Moneyball. Are you serious? Yeah. Moneyball. Yeah, yep. really is. That is a wild take, sir. As 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 a as an adult, yeah, it's a it great the, movie. But to say it's like your fate, come on. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Right. I'm not even gonna argue it. I just don't understand how people can say that Moneyball is their favorite baseball movie. I'm sorry, that's the way it is. Why are you why are you crapping on my list? We're we're only one question in, and you're already just. Well, well we're one right. question in, and we have one crappy take, so <laughs> it needs to be acknowledged. Whatever. All right. Next one. Moving on. Sunflower seeds. Um, 
Well, as a kid, we'll say I would flavor. say we'll, I don't have a brand. Let's we'll say flavor. As a kid, I'm gonna say ranch, but now that I'm an adult, I'm gonna yeah. say totally allowed. It's to not that. allowed. That was complete sarcasm. Yeah, no. Favorite food when I was a kid was like chicken tenders. But if you ask me now, this is baseball seeds. Tenders. They stay the same. Shout out David. <laughs> Shout out David seeds. Like they're it's not like their recipes are changing. David sucks. Okay, well they're the OG. They were there first when nobody else was. So you right can, you can just, quiet down that noise. Just to forewarn you, I, there's a, a question coming up that I have two answers to. So all right, hope well, you don't me, lose your mind about it. All right, well let me backtrack. Honestly, I could go either way on ranch barbecue. I really don't have a favorite. It's just depending on how I feel that day. It's really yeah. a game time decision for me. Like if I'm walking into a gas station, I'm like, ah, what I want. But yeah. gun to my head, I'm probably gonna go with. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, I would probably go. Wow, this is hard. Did you already answer this question? Yeah. What did you say? You're gonna crap on my answer too. You said you already answered this question. I I did. No, I haven't an answered yet. I have it written down. Oh. Um. Gun in my head. I'm probably gonna go. I want. I'm leaning towards ranch. I'm really leaning towards ranch. I don't know why at the moment. Go with your gut, man. But I'm gonna have to go with my gut. Ranch. You say ranch. All right. Let me guess. You're all gonna right. be like sweet and sour chili or spicy chili, I, whatever it's called. All I want you to. All I want you to do. I already know what you're gonna is, say. I already know what you're gonna this, say. This is a don't knock it till you. Try I know exactly very, what you're gonna very say. Very much. Very much don't knock it till you, you try You animal. You animal. How dare okay. you. Because I very much hated it before I tried it. It was in high school. You make me okay? sick sometimes. I This bag got passed to me. It was Spitz, right? That was the brand. This bag got passed to me. And I look in the bag and I'm like, what is this? There's no way I'm doing this. this is so and I promise bad. you it is good. This is about to be the worst take of all time. Dill pickle seeds. I freaking knew it. God, you're the worst. With Sour Patch Kids. All right. Swear on my life. Hold on. Pump the brakes. With Sour Patch Kids in it. What did you just say? I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. I had cut you off off at Dill Pickle because I thought that was the end of your take because it was a terrible take. Nope. And then you decide to just... Step on all I'm that's holy you, and throw in Sour Patch Kids? Are you out of your mind? I'm serious, bro. Try it. I promise it is good. Uh, it's a thing. I'm telling you. It's a thing. I'm getting queasy just like thinking about what that, <laughs> what that would taste like. I would not lie to you. I promise you it's good. Okay, here's the real question I'm sure everybody wants to know. How in the world do you eat that? How do you consume that combination? Are you just like a total savage and just eat the shell and all? No, 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 no. Come on now. We're talented with, with sunflower seeds. You put seeds on one side. So you, you get the handful. You throw the handful in your mouth. You, you separate. Seeds move to the right side. Okay. Well, you didn't clarify. I didn't, I didn't know there was a separation of seeds and sour patch. I thought you it literally – you okay. 
just to set the, the record straight, just to set the record straight, you did make it sound like when you were describing, you said you open the bag and there's still pickle and sour patch. So you made it sound yeah. like they're combined. They are. I'm I'm really but you, struggling you, to follow you right you now. Put your handful, just like you grab a handful of seeds, just like you do for any bag. Throw them in your mouth, right? While they're in your mouth, you separate. I promise, dude, you need to try this. Whatever. I'm... We we've probably lost like seventy five percent of our listeners because they just ran to the freaking toilet. But so let's but let's someone someone is going to back me up on this. If you post this on social media, somebody will back me up. I'm absolutely posting this on social media, and for once, it will feel great if people finally agree with me. For once, you have to you have to lead with don't knock until you try it, because you haven't tried it, and you're very much knocking it. I will lead it however I want to lead it. This is unfair. All right, next. Th- this is grossing me out. Let's go to the next one. All right, this you, is an easy one. You're 0 for 2 on takes right now, Nathaniel. Your favorite pregame or midgame snack outside of seeds? Mm. Well, midgame kind of limits you because it's not like you, you can go back to your kitchen and whip something up. Well, I guess you Well, could, I said you I could, said midgame as if like. You um, could bring it to like the park, I guess. In between a doubleheader or something like that. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if it's necessarily my favorite, but it's just my go-to. It's because in college, this is what we lived off of. This Uh, is a snack, by the way. This isn't a meal. Yes. This is a snack to me. This might indicate how much I like to eat. The 205 number? Yes, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, a little Subway six inch. It's not even a meal. I, I mean, if you call that a sandwich, you need to get in the weight room. Get, yeah, your, yeah, get your weight up. Get your weight up, my guy. Uh, but yeah, yeah six-inch sub, jerky and cheese, a little lettuce on there. Okay. Um, that's kind of my go-to. I, I don't even know if it's my favorite. I, I can't really think of what my favorite would be because like, it just varied so much. But that was the staple in college was because we'd always get the lunches catered. We'd have like the box or whatever brought to the field. So that was my that's go-to. Legit. That's legit. Uh, Snickers bar for me since – I don't know when. It's always been Snickers. Bar. That's true. That's true. It was always nice to have a little sugar boost there in between games. So maybe, we'll, we'll rush. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! What am I? I? I'm sorry. I rescind my answer. Okay. I was known. I don't know why. I just thought of this. This is the easiest answer probably that I'll have this whole segment. It was gummy bears. I was literally known. I was known as like the gummy bear guy. Like guys would always be coming up to me during games, ask me to like reach in and pull some pull some magic out of my bat bag and by magic gummy i mean bear. i mean packages of haribo gummy bears and i would just chow down on those like mid-game not even in between games like i'd be having a, i'd be taking him out there with me to, to third base keeping him up I, I i kept him in my back pocket for some games actually and i'd be eating them out out playing third base so that's my, i like that. that's my snack that's cool all right that's cool all right um favorite gatorade color uh, I'm gonna go. Ye- I'm gonna say either yellow or light blue. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mine. Blue frost. Gotta gotta ride the blue frost. Is that what it's called? I think so. I don't know. Um, but I mean, like, who's who, who's has actual name? It's always the color. Stand by. I'm verifying this. It's like something frost. I think you're wrong, sir. I don't. No, it's uh. No glacier freeze. Ah, 
freeze. Yeah, let's just throw out snow words and something cold and it sounds right. That works. Freeze. Glacier freeze is really the name of it. Icicle blast, whatever. Um, Yeah. Someone says glacier. When when someone asks you what flavor Gatorade you want, you say, give me the glacier. Give me the no. Give me the glacier freeze. No, that's whack. All right. Um, next one. Favorite glove web. Uh, Your wow. Favorite web almost, on a glove. I almost jumped the gun there. Um, definitely I. No. The I web? Is it H? Hold on. It depends on who. No, it's who, definitely I. Sorry. Looking at. Definitely I. Definitely I. The I web. Because we're Rawlings guys. So Rawlings, they call that an I web. Yeah. Well, no. Those are two different webs. H and an I web. That's why I was. Yeah, I, I honestly couldn't remember. It's definitely an iWeb. Shout out Rollins. Wilson uh, Pro Preferred. Will, Wilson calls it an H. Rollins calls it an I. Yeah, whatever you want to call that it. iWeb. So I'm, me. I'm going with the H web, or what you call dual post for some other brands, but I like the H web, like the like the David Wright glove, where it's got the the two posts going. Uh, vertical and then two horizontal. Yeah, that one. That was on. That's always been clean. Yep. I like that one. Yep. Um. All right. Here's a here's a good one. Favorite player that played before you were born, and it can't be a player that played like still after you're born. It was pre-born. Their career Ooh. finished. Oh man. Um. I'm gonna, I would say Ted Williams, because I feel like I know. Right. I feel like I know a little bit more about him than I would other guys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's tough, man. What do you got? Uh, I'm I'm Mickey Mantle. Okay, Mickey Mantle is definitely my guy. That I was. A, I I, uh, I remember doing a book report on him when I was in elementary school. Right. You know. The same thing, kind of like you you learn about him and you're like, oh, this guy's pretty sweet. And just isn't that like the de- stud. isn't that the default for all baseball players? Is like whenever they were, there was like a book report in elementary school, it was like, oh, let me just pick a baseball player. One hundred percent. When you're like when you when your parents forced you to check out books from the library and you're like, I'm just getting baseball books. Exactly. All the time. And they're like, yeah. no, son, like you actually need to 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 educate yourself, like. Nah. Like no, I'd rather just read about Cal Ripken. Yeah, uh, you want Teddy? Yeah, I, safe. I feel like there's safe. somebody there that I'm thinking of, and I just can't think of them right now. Which kind of discredits them being my favorite. So yeah, kind gonna, of. So we're gonna ride with Ted. I'm gonna stick with Teddy. All right. Favorite walk-up song that you had as a player? Oh, oh man! Actually, nope. Almost jumped the gun again. I had lose yourself. I know it's like a cliche, but I was a I was a big <laughs> lose yourself guy. Um, but also, low key, one of the best walk up songs in baseball is "God's Gonna Cut You Down" by Johnny Cash. Oh yeah, that's like that's a good, that's a good walk up song. That's a good yeah. closer song. I mean, that's just yeah. across the board. That's a good tune, and that was good call. I believe that was my walk up my last year of baseball. So. Uh, mine was Jump Around by House of Pain. You were that guy, huh? That one. That one's sweet. That is a good that one. That one's sweet. What was yeah. your walk-up? Especially up, if it can. 
I know we've mentioned the fact that we played Little League together. All right, so take it back to 20... To, er, it was Lose 20, Yourself, man. 2006 for All-Stars? What it was, was it? It was it was Lose Yourself. It was, okay. Yeah. But that was back when it was popular. So your answer... Lose Yourself will never not be popular, okay? Let's just <laughs> let's get that straight right now. All right, what do you got next? Um, Favorite stadium food? Ah... Uh, I don't know. Shout out Nationals Park for making me just fall in love with the chicken tender fry combo. I know that's like super Ooh, nice. basic, but they give no. you, it's like a, well, it used to be $20, but they decided to freaking start ripping us off even further. And now 20 it's a, spot already feels it's, like a, a rip off. It, it is, but it's now it's 25 and they give you like four Ooh. or five chicken tenders and then a bucket of fries and they just kind of throw it all together. It's actually like it it fills you up. Like you don't need anything after like once you're done with that, you're good for the rest of the game. But I'm like, yeah. come on, like how much are these fries really? Yeah. All right. Well this one, um, this is my two answer one, so you can leave me alone because it's a tie. We're allowed to have ties. I didn't know we could have like six, seven, eight answers for these questions. No, just two. Ready? Um the nachos from Coors Field. Oh man. Whew. They know what they're doing. They, they got, like, the pulled chicken, like the shredded chicken, like a pico de gallo salsa, and then just your normal nacho cheese. Ooh, yeah, that stuff. That's fire. Looking forward um, to having some of those when I come out to visit in 2019. Yeah, we're going to crush some of those for sure. Um, and then the garlic fries from Yankee Stadium. Ooh, the garlic fries are really good, and they give you, like, a little – they also give you, like, a little – cup of nacho cheese you dip it in yeah big time that's bombing right there all right two more buddy two more favorite type of play as a defender oh i see where your head's at with this one we were talking about this earlier today yeah um definitely oh man just getting tingles now thinking about it man the freaking slow roller as a third baseman all Literally day. doesn't even get better. Shortstop's one thing because it's like you still uh, you got to come in a long ways. But there's something about a slow yeah. roller on at third base. Um, just really gets the tingles going. Um, there's so much swag in either way, even when you go with the glove or you go bare hand. But there's so much swag from a slow roller coming. Oh, I was always glove. Percent. I think I bare handed maybe once in my playing career, just because I just. Oh. Didn't have the guts to go bare hand. Oh, the bare hand's fun when you pull it off. Yeah, I think I was one for one in career attempts on the on the bare hand. So, yeah, that um, one um, that one takes it for me too. Oh, I, I will say also being a third baseman for the the tail end of my career, I was big on the uh, ball to your left because I mean, yeah. obviously, a ball to your right's good chance of it being foul. So, playing third ball, ball to your left, ball to the knee and spin. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What I'm talking about. <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh man, I love that because it's just so like that clean. It's just oh, so, well, it can be if you if you do it right. Yeah, if you practice it enough, you just get it down to where it's an art, and it's just beautiful. Yeah, that plays fun. All right, man. I can go first on this answer to help you out a little bit. All right. Strange thing that only baseball players will understand. You want me to go first? You got it. I understand understand the question, but I'll let you go first because I'm curious. I'll kind of gear you towards where where I'm feeling the answer, okay? A strange thing that only baseball players understand, tan lines. 
Oh, yes. Our tan lines that we get from either like three-quarter sleeves or tape or glove hand or general farmer's tan from our jerseys. No one understands the tans like baseball players. And when you see one, you're like, that kid's a ball player. I agree with you. Um, well, kind of. I'm I'm trying to think now. I think I'm gonna have to base it off something I mentioned last episode, where I said respect uh, respect other superstitions. That's probably gonna be mine. Is like, not only do superstitions take place inside the fences when you get to a baseball field, a lot of times they can take place off the field. Like on game day, yeah. if you've got a routine down, like people on the outside just aren't going to understand it because I don't care what anybody says. There's no sport as superstitious as baseball. And yeah. so I think unless you kind of are aware of that and, and know kind of what goes into that, like with details and all that stuff and routines, you're not, you're not going to have any clue as to not only what it means or how it affects you as a baseball player, but like why we do it or why it's significant. So that'd probably be my answer. Very fair. That's it, buddy. It's wrapping it up. That's what you got? I thought you had one more. No, that was it. That was 12. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. There's no way that was 12. Unless I'm just bad at math. Maybe I should have read less baseball books when I was in elementary school. Movie, seed, snack. Oh, I skipped one. Dang. I skipped one because they both have colors. It was supposed to be before the Gatorade colors. Um, favorite team colors when you when you were uh, when you were on a team, like whatever colors you were Ooh, that's good. for whatever team you played. Like which team we like to swag out to the most with colors and wristbands and tape and cleats and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as a player, obviously. Um, I don't know, honestly. Like in high school and in little league, we had the same colors, black and Probably gold. Two more. Wow, I'm Bla- skipping a lot, buddy. I have Bla- two more. Yeah, it's all good. Black and gold was tough. Like you could, that was mine. You could really, day. you could really do some damage in the swag department with black and gold. I don't think ridiculous it gets better than that. amount of swag. I don't think it gets better than that. Um, yeah, I totally forget this one. I guess we can end with it. Um, your favorite baseball moment as a player. Um, you had proposed this before we got on air, so I had a little bit of time to think about it, but, uh, I would honestly say, and it's not even an on-field thing, I, but I think it's, I think it's when I made my, uh, college baseball career official of getting off the phone with the coach and being able to tell my parents that I was going to college to play baseball. Granted, Went to a Division three school, so the scholarship wasn't there. But it was very like any any Division three athletes out there know. Like, granted, you're not getting scholarship money, but you're going there to play that sport. That's cool. Definitely cooler than mine. Um. So my my coolest moment, I think, um, my sophomore year in high school, um, I was pretty much going to be on JV, but. Uh, the varsity team's shortstop um, ended up having some issues off the field. And so he was suspended for the first four games of the season. And so what had happened was, is that there, the varsity third baseman was going to slide to short and then there was a hole at third base. And so I got put on varsity to start the season 
um, and eventually stay on there to end the season. But um, they put me at third base, and it was my first time playing at the varsity level, obviously. And our first game was against our rival, um, Heritage High School. And we uh, it was a super cold, windy game because it was Colorado, and it was February, and it just wasn't fun. But uh, my first game... I hit a home run to right field, my first at bat. And then the next half inning, I got one of those slow roll plays to third base where I got to bare hand and make the throw to first. And it was it was kind of cool, man. It was like we talked about earlier. We peaked early, so well, <laughs> high school. I mean, I peaked when I was 12. So <laughs> that last year of Little League for me, that was the top of the mountain. There was It was all downhill after that. <laughs> Regardless how many times uh, my mom wants to tell me that I was a great high school baseball player and a great college <laughs> player. I peaked when I was 12, uh, people. Uh, Mama Corman is always, always given the gems of of pep talks. Oh, yeah. Super encouraging. She'll, she'll let me know. <laughs> let me know how great I am, uh, even though, again, I peaked when I was 12. So. Um, all right. That's official. That is, it, that is very much 12 questions. We did good. Man, you were too off. That was some... Yeah, Some I get excited about counting. the Gatorade thing. No, that's fair. I, yeah. I don't blame you. Um, we got some DMs. We do, we do. You're not going to sneak in, are you? Are you going to see? Are you going to? Are you going to sneak in? Am I going to seat in? Are you going to seat in and slide in as soon as I start reading? No, this is you. you I won't, uh, no, I promise, I won't interrupt this time. Um, I don't believe you. All right. This is a subjective answer to where we don't have to think um, what we think he's going to do. We would do if it was him. So Steven asks, if you were Harper, where would you go? SeatGeek. It's the answer answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down? Are you looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concerts, shows, and even theater performances. Yes, theater performances with just a few. I'm not going to the theater. Are you going to the theater? Theater performances with just a few easy clicks. We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD. DTD! The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout. (laughs) The next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that cold hard hard cash. And our promo code DTD at checkout. Uh, But anyway, Harper. Where am I going from Harper? I don't know, man. Like... Well, apparently you're not going to New York because New York's not willing to pay anybody. Like, I don't know when they all of a sudden became penny pinchers, but uh, I'm going to say, I mean, it's the team I think he's going to, but if I'm Harper, I'm going to Chicago, man. Hang out with your best bud, OKB, down there at the hot corner. Like, it'd, be, it'd just be a good time. Go over there and mash, mash some home runs with him, maybe win a World mm-hmm. Series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I take it back. You'd win like the National League version of the World Series because, yeah, yeah, I got what you're saying. You're not getting past Boston in the actual World oh, Series. Oh, okay. so all right. 
Where is he going, Nate? If I was him? That is the question. Uh, the expansion team in Las Vegas? I don't know. Um, if I was him, I'd want to I'd I've always liked warm baseball. I would want to go somewhere warm. I would go to LA. Dodgers. Yeah. I would be like you're you're the LeBron of baseball right now. Go hang out with LeBron in LA. Yeah, I've seen him photo swapped into a into a Dodgers jersey. I can't say it's the best look, but it's not the worst look. But anyway, not bad. all right. What do we got next, next one. Zach asks us, "Why is Mookie such a dynamic player?" Oh, Zach, Zach, how much time do we have? Why are you kissing it up, Zach? Like, why are you just sucking up to Kyle right now, Zach? You are you are my guy. See, ridiculous. I mean, like I said, uh, how much? Nate, how much time do we have left? Because I could, I mean, I could talk about this for for hours. Uh, days, we have no time. Days even. Answer this guy's question. I mean, Mookie's just. All right, real talk. Mookie's just an outstanding player because he combines kind of the old school. Uh, like small ball characteristics that kind of secluded guys from the talk of like the power conversation. It was like, oh, these guys are only able to run fast and and beat out singles. He's able to do that because he's quick, but he surprisingly got some pop. Like he's not the biggest dude in the game by any stretch of the mean, but he's able to kind of harness all of that and put it together into this package that as we just saw creates an MVP caliber season. So that's my take. Nate, why is Mookie such a dynamic player? Ugh. As much as I hate saying it, like I kind of agree with you the fact that he's not big. He's got a lot of pop for only being I think he's only five eight, five nine. Um a lot of pop, but he's he's very just simple and smooth in the box. He's very simple and smooth in the outfield. Um, you know, he's not extremely fast, but he is fast enough to swipe bags and take advantage of extra bases. So, like, he um, he's, I would say, doesn't have the the best arm strength, but he's pretty much a five-tool guy. Um, he gets it done arm strength-wise. He's not, like, the top of the game arm strength-wise, but he gets it done. So, I think... Um, He's he's a refreshing definition of of a five tool guy. I really, warm, um, really next warms one, Dalton my heart. Asks, that really warms my heart yeah, you that, you're, that you're willing I to, to go out on a, all those words on a limb there and, and let people know. every word. Dalton asks, oh, this is, "Is Barry Bonds the greatest hitter of all time? Steroids or not, the man never missed his pitch." All right. Well, we don't have like three hours to talk about why he's not the greatest hitter of all time. Uh, but yeah. to Dalton's point, by the way, Dalton is a uh, is one of the members of the MVP or the NCAA baseball season I currently got going on, which I will address here in just a minute. Um, so shout out Dalton. Um, but to his point, he didn't miss a pitch, and true, steroids or not, you still got to be able to hit the baseball, but. As I always say, whenever talking about Barry Bonds, what was he known for? Like, what was the one record? What was the one record he was known for for his career? 
Home runs, baby. Pulling the ball. That's all he did. He, exactly. He did ball. So what I'm saying is you take steroids away from Barry Bonds. Yeah, the power goes down. That whole storyline disappears. The whole, like, most home runs ever in the history of baseball. That whole thing disappears. And I'm not saying that he wasn't a phenomenal player when he was with Pittsburgh. Granted, he was a lot more slender when he was in Pittsburgh. But you take away steroids he doesn't reach that milestone. And that, like I said, that whole storyline goes away. So you can't like ignore the steroids part. Cause that's literally what he's known for. I would say that wraps up our DM segment, but we have one more, um, that came through. I don't, I don't even know how to say this or, I think it was, really really, how to, it was probably one of our best DMs that we've ever received, right? If I recall. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack says, okay. What a wild that's it. take. That's the end of our DMs. What a wild take. Jack says, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yo, shout out Jack, people. man. Yeah. Like yeah. create creativity is creativity is all the score here right really now. really really like encourages engagement i mean that's that's top of line dm jack shout, okay. out, shout out to jack <laughs> all right um one last thing here given a quick recap of the or update rather of the ncaa baseball season right out the bat nate what is going on with your guy no Struggling? No, 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 no. I'm not even. We haven't even gotten to the performance side of things. Your dude is the softest guy on the team. For pretty much no. the entirety of the last two weeks worth of games, your stamina has been hovering around like forty percent. And I've given you multiple days off, <laughs> and your guy just can't come back from it. Bar. It's the lowest on the team besides our catcher Jack Richards who has caught 95% of our games. <laughs> what is going on? You need to, like, stop eating Snickers and no. have something else. I don't know. Your dude is just its a cotton ball, man. Uh, but anyway, the Dirtbags of Stateville to you, currently 25-5, and five, number one in the nation, just dicing up the competition. Uh, your boy leading the team in average now. I told you I was on the up. Uh, hitting 347. Granted, I don't have a single home run yet. Uh, and a measly five RBIs, but probably three quarter, three quarters, of, three quarters of my hits are uh, bunts that I lay down because my guy, similar to how I was when I actually played, I'm a phenomenal bunter. If a coach asked me to lay down a sack bunt, I'm laying it down. And so, like 75% of my hits are bunts. Probably shouldn't have disclosed that. Because now people will discredit me, but if the yep, opportunity is there, I'm putting down. I'm putting down a bunt. So, either way, whatever you want to call it, hitting 347. Uh, Cameron Brock, second on the team, just an offensive force, hitting 345 with nine home runs and 23 RBIs. Sean Calling, 333, three home runs, 12 RBIs. Cole Childers, 322 two home runs, eight RBIs. Dalton Brown, 302, seven home runs. 19 RBIs. Uh, Will Britton, 288. He's got one long ball and seven RBIs. Nate Reyes, finally we get to Nate Reyes. Ugh. 246, seven bombs. Ugh. Seven bombs, 
13 RBIs, so not a bad slate. Am I playing good defensively at least? Uh, yeah, you've been you've been locked down up the middle. Uh, right. Me and you are holding it down on the left side there, so really doing great job defensively. Uh, Jack Richards, poor Jack, man, just his stamina is just low, as I already alluded to. He's struggling, but he's really fighting for the team. Uh, he's got batting average of two forty five. Two bombs and 13 RBIs. Um, Hayden Tapper. Hate to say it, Hayden, but uh, I think our sole bench player that I created, Alex Driscoll, might have to take over, at least for the time being. Let's get your head straight. Uh, Hayden is currently batting a buck 57 with zero bombs and two RBIs. Um, Come on, Hayden. But to be fair, he's had a a few clutch hits, so I'm going to have to be careful with how I approach that situation. But Alex Driscoll... In 30 at bats as a pinch hitter, is batting 367 with zero bombs and four RBIs. So, clutch. As a manager, it's kind of hard to say that Alex doesn't take over Hayden's spot in the outfield. But uh, running through our pitchers real quick Creed Blankenship, our ace, is 8 and 2 with an ERA of 143. Uh, Brandon Moody, who at this point I need to make our ace, is 8 and 0 with an ERA of 118. Uh, Bill Pivots, our number three. Our Sunday guy is four and two with an ERA of one nine nine. Evan Kading is has a our our pen is just phenomenal. ERA of point three six. Kevin Papsko is has an ERA of one five nine. And Chris Madison, our closer, is thirteen of thirteen of on save opportunities, has an ERA of one thirty two. And he just allowed his first run of the season in the last game that I just played. And it wasn't even in a save opportunity. I put him in in the top of the ninth in a 2-2 ball game and gives up a solo bomb in my, like, created field with, like, 310 fences all around and gives up a little dinky shot out to left field. So just tearing it up. But because I'm only using the guys that I created, like our listeners that sent in their names and numbers, uh, my coach is getting emails from other players on the team with uh, how unhappy they are that they're not getting playing time. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, that wraps up today's show. You got any closing thoughts? I haven't eaten in like 10 hours. I'm so hungry. I'm, I'm not even trying to try to be funny about this. I'm just flat out no, of course struggling not. hungry. Of course not. Hangry, which is just sad. This is a sad low point of my day. Hungry. Well, uh, and don't sleep on this on the freaking dill pickle and sour patch kids. It's man. not I'm a telling thing. You, don't no, sleep on it. No, kids, don't listen to this. Try it, this clown. Try it. Don't let them poison your brain. Um, <laughs> but anyway, as always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys on uh, Thursday. With some big headlines, hopefully, to break down. Fingers crossed, but no promises. What we will promise you, however, is that we're going to get you through this offseason. We promise. It's almost Christmas, which means New Year's is right around the corner. And New Year's means that it's 2019, which means spring training isn't far away. Which then means the start of the season is shortly after that. So basically, opening day is right around the corner. In the meantime... Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and review. Nathaniel, how many stars? Cinco estrellas. That's Spanish for five stars.
Also, be sure to check out the shop. We've got shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, phone cases, decals, and more. And if you're shacking up in Durham, North Carolina, or pretty much anywhere in North Carolina right now, you're probably going to need one of those hoodies because, uh, like I said, 8 to 10 inches of snow. So you need to bundle up. I'd like for you to create me a uh, golf polo, please. I can make a polo. That is possible. Yes. I can do that. Uh, So, yeah, head to shop.dtdbaseball.com and pick up some merch. Uh, Lastly, and probably most importantly, tell a friend or two or three or 12 about the show. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate your support. Uh, We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you soon. Until then, stay filthy. Time you to take!